Welcome back, episode two, Talking Balls. Episode one just got released today. Uh, it's up on the YouTube channel. I'm trying to figure out how to get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, everything like that. So stick with me. Um, the YouTube channel link is in my Instagram bio at Talking Balls Pod. Um, so watch the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let me know what you think. Thank you, everyone who has watched it already and given me feedback. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of overwhelming. I didn't think it went as smooth as it could have the the first time, but based on what everyone's saying, I think uh, I think we're only going to get better from here. And I'm really excited for the future, and I'm excited for this episode. So, what are we doing tonight? Um, I got my buddy with me, JJ. Uh, him and I we go back a few years, and we're basically going to be going over the college football season for you guys today. Uh, as you can tell. He likes Pitt a little bit, so he's going to go in-depth when we get to the ACC. Um, but we're going to run through the Power Five conferences for you guys. We're going we're gonna to pick the winners of the division. We're going to pick the winners of the conferences. We're going to give you guys a Heisman Trophy winner. We're going to give you guys college football playoff teams and a national champion. Um, and we're going we're gonna to try and flesh out each of these conferences, see what's good, uh, how it's going to be different from last year, how it's going to be better. So let me introduce my guest. This is Mr. JJ Kitchen. And honestly, I don't know what to say about this guy. Uh, he's he's one of the one of the most genuine people I know. We met in in college um, up at Garrett College in Maryland. Shout out the Lakers. Shout out Coach Holland back up there in the mountains. Uh, we know what you guys do up there, Laker Nation. Till we die, son. Okay, oh, all day. Um, him and I were roommates our first year, and I mean. You guys who know me, you know I'm very passionate, uh, a little enthusiastic about stupid shit sometimes. This kid is a psychopath, okay? And he brings it to a whole different level. Uh, everybody needs a JJ Kitchen on their sports team. If you don't have one, you're lacking. Everybody needs one. The guy will make you run through a wall after you talk to him for 10 minutes, and I'm super excited to have him on the show here tonight. So, JJ, let the people know what's up. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, for all you guys, especially in South Florida, uh, you know, I was lucky to play down there in the South Florida Collegiate League with Connor as well. But when you want to talk about great people, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Connor might not say it a lot, but uh, you know, he was a hell of a baseball player when uh, we were at Garrett. You know, he really brought that South Florida talent. Uh, just a tremendous individual, comes from a great family. And, man, I just, you know, again, you know, it was a pleasure and a privilege to meet you um, when we were in college. And, and it's, it's been a brotherhood, man. It's, you know, one of the things that growing up was, you know, I'm a, I'm a big family guy, you know, I, you know, it, you don't have to be blood related with me. It's, and it doesn't matter how long I know you, it, I can tell character and who people are within the first, you know, really like hour of knowing somebody you really dive into a conversation. You find out who really people are, you know, you know, I love you brother. You know, you're a hell of a man. Um, just come from a great family, dude. And it just, Again, thank you for having me on. It's a privilege to be here. You know, I watched the first episode, man. It, it, the first step is always the first one, man. And yeah. uh, you did a hell of a job, dude. So, you know, just keep up, keep being who you are. You, know, you have tremendous work ethic. I mean, that, that never, that was never questions. You, you were smart as shit all the way through school. I mean, just keep being who you are, brother. Man, I just can't thank you enough. And, you know, it's been a lifelong, you know, friendship and it will continue, man. It will continue. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, JJ. That was 
that was really nice. Uh, the work ethic and the smarts, I got to give that to my parents. Um, they instilled that in me. And, you know, like, like JJ said, the, the friendships that I made and that he made up at Garrett, uh, those are, those are lifelong brotherhood relationships. I'll know those guys forever. I mean, we can go years without seeing each other and we'll pick right back up. Um, so that's why I, I always tell people like, listen, if you have a chance to play college athletics, I don't care what level it is. You need to go fucking do that because you're going to enter this little, for lack of a better word, fraternity with 20 or 30 other individuals. And you are going to form a bond with them that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And you're going to, you're going to make memories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And honestly, I went to this little school up in Maryland, JJ knows, and I wouldn't trade it for the rest of the world. I made memories that will last a lifetime. And it was honestly the, the best two year stretch of my life. Almost. It was, it was outrageous. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Enough about the introductions. Let's talk about the shit that we're here to talk about. We are going to get started on the West Coast. We're going to work our way across the country. Um, we're going to start with the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 last year was won by the Utah Utes. They won their first conference title. They beat the Oregon Ducks 38-10. to 10. Um, They had a really good year last year. And to be honest with you, I was not hip on them until probably, I don't know, late in the season. It was like November. I was like, oh, shit. You know, this Utah team, they can really play some ball. Um, they wound up losing to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. That was an epic game. They lost 48 to 45, just an unheard of, just your classic college football game shootout, what you want in the playoffs. And I think they are going to run it back. They do have some challenges this year. Uh, they are in the same division as Lincoln Riley and USC. You also have UCLA down there. Um, so they do have competition and they have a target on their back from last year, but I do think they'll be able to handle it well. Um, looking at the other side, we have the North division that was won by Oregon last year. Uh, so they played Utah in the conference championship game. Um, and that was, that was a thrashing and I'm not going to lie with you. Uh, I believe they had played a few weeks prior to the conference championship. I think it was a regular season game. And Utah beat the shit out of them that time too. And I was like, you know what? This conference championship game, Oregon's got to at least come back and play. You know, they got to compete, right? No, they didn't do that. Um, And it was really shocking. And Oregon, if you remember earlier in the year, they went into Columbus and knocked off Ohio State pretty, pretty, pretty easily. And it was a very impressive win in, in one of the most hostile environments in college football, as you know. So for them to get thrashed by Utah like that, I don't really know what it says about the strength, the top tier of the Pac-12. Um, I definitely think that top tier is going to be shaken up a little bit with USC. And we'll see how it plays out. Uh, JJ, what do you got? Yeah, so a number of things. I think when you overall look at it, a uh, really good friend of mine, Joe Moorhead, was the offensive coordinator at Oregon. Uh, he was a pitch, he's a Pittsburgh guy, Central Catholic, Pittsburgh Central Catholic guy. Um, you know, he's got deep roots into Pitt. Uh, just great guy overall. But, you know, when you look at those teams, it was pretty crazy to me to see a Mario Cristobal team, you know, really be, you know, from the level of, okay, you beat Ohio State in Columbus, you go out to the rest of your schedule, but then you struggle with Utah, okay? In that championship game, you saw one team was physical and one team wasn't. You know, and I'm not surprised that Utah, honestly, was that physical because it's a Kyle Whittingham Whitney, uh, team. You know, he's a guy that preaches physicality. He preaches development. 
that's a team that's not going to get your four-star or five-star prospects. That's a team that's going to develop the guys that fit their system. You know, Winningham has had a number of good classes there that I think that are underrated. You know, people think the guys that don't get the teams that don't get the, the five and four stars aren't going to make it. It has a lot to do with development. You know, USC, yeah, they got Lincoln Riley, but you, know, you look at 45 new guys in the roster. I mean, that's, that's literally half your roster is brand new guys. Are those guys going to be able to compete together and really grow that relationship and that culture? It really depends. Right. Obviously, they added you know, Jordan Addison from Pitt. Um, you know, they're going to have, they got the talent, but can they bring it together? And I, I think that, you know, the difference in what really happens now for Lincoln Riley at USC is, you know, that's a guy that took over Oklahoma. Bob Stoops built Oklahoma. He built that. Correct. You know, right. he went into basically what, what Lincoln Riley went into was he was already, he was given a keys to a Lamborghini. Right hey, now. 100%. Yeah. You know, 100%. Right, now, he, right now he's driving a Toyota Camry. He needs to build his, <laughs> he needs to build his own entire roster, the culture, everything. You know, I yeah. really question, he, can he do it? He has to prove that. You know, he had Correct. that for what he wanted and in Oklahoma every time once the playoffs he got smacked every single time he was there you know it was a thrash it was an ass kick you know yeah he's got a lot to prove you know if you're in a Pac-12 mm-hmm. that I don't think is very strong I think his two competitors will be you know Oregon and Utah I still think I still think Utah wins it. I really do I think it comes down to culture who you are um you know it's like you know I think the ACC you know they get Mario Cristobal down in Miami but they might have all that talent, but you know they blow it every year. You have to prove something first, I think, to get the respect. Um, I think the media has really overhyped it uh, from wanting to go to you know a team that was really bad last year. You know they had Keaton Slovis. Yeah. Keaton Slovis is gone. He's now at Pitt. Uh, they had a in a first round draft pick at uh, wide receiver. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, a couple years it, ago. Yeah. Or even yeah. Michael even, Pittman. Uh, yeah. And then they have one and last. He, he's 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 a dog in the league right now. He's he's about to blue blossom into some kind of wide receiver one up there in Indy. He's 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 a big target man. Yeah. So you look at it. You know their offensive line at USC is still horrendous. He he really didn't um, really didn't add a lot of significant value. The questions will be there. I think their defense has major issues. I think they added a couple guys. Hundred percent linebacking core. But you need to overall when you build a roster, it's got to be from you know really from top to bottom. But it's it's a culture aspect. He's not, you know, Lincoln Riley's not a guy that's really known for great culture. You know, he's a guy that'll, you know, puts points up. He'll definitely put the points up. But in those big games, he's got to prove himself. So, you know, I, I, I agree. You know, I think it's probably the weakest conference overall out of the five. But I think if I had to pick a winner right now, I'm going with Kyle Whittingham because of the culture, but the physicality that they present and the familiarity with the team. You know. It's interesting you say that in team sports, the chemistry is often, I don't know if it's overlooked by your average fan, but like you're saying, you can have a, a roster of four-star, five-star recruits. They hate each other and they're not buying into your system. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to be stuck in the mud spitting your wheels, right? Uh, yeah. I think Utah is is a great example of a program that has developed a winning culture. Um, the players clearly have bought into the system. And when you have a locker room that buys into your system and everyone is working towards that common goal, I mean, the sky's the limit. You could do whatever you want. I mean, I'm looking at the record right now. You, USC was dog shit, four and eight overall, three and six in the conference. And you're talking in their division last year, hella weak. You had Utah eight and one in the conference. Okay. USC, dog shit. UCLA was the next best. They were six and three in the conference. Okay. 
Then you have Arizona one and eight, Arizona State and Colorado. But half of those teams are, are subpar under 500 teams, right? So they did have an easier schedule um, and they do have an easier schedule this year as well. He's got to approve it. He's got to develop that culture. He's got, got to have guys buy into a system because like you're saying, yeah, he's able to put up points. And in the Pac-12, uh, it may not be the scoring fest that it is in the Big 12, but you mentioned USC's de- defense was not good last year. I think they're giving up 30, maybe 33 points a game. And that's not really going to cut it, especially when you're installing a new system and things like that. Um, they got they got work to do. They have their work cut out for them. Um, but I, I do think they'll be okay, and, and they might shake up the the conference a little bit this year. Uh, so you have you have Utah winning the whole thing. So I, I'm guessing you take Utah over USC in the South, and you're going to take Oregon in the North for the championship, and then Utah over Oregon again. Yeah, I, I tell you what they they got they got a good quarterback up there in Oregon. They got Bo Nix from Auburn. I love Bo Nix. I think he's a dog. And you know what? They lost Cristobal. Uh, you kind of saw that coming. They knew that was coming. That's not a surprise to them. I I don't know if you know more about their head coach Dan Lanning, but I I I'm what I'm reading on this guy. I'm a fan of him, and I do think that he can come in there and kind of not he doesn't have to rebuild the entire culture, but he can come in there and reestablish the winning national championship contending ways that Oregon had recently. Yeah, so I mean he's a he's a young up and coming coach. I think he's a stud. The way and how fast he was able to move through it, um, you know, had a tremendous defense. Obviously with great play, with great players, you can do a lot of good things. But I think overall his scheme, you know, he's running Kirby Smart's defense. I think he's going he's gonna to keep that scheme. Um, he's a guy that moved through quickly because of how he is as a coach. You know, I think just with anything else, you need to see who eventually, who he has on staff. He took Dillingham out of uh, Florida State. He took, he took the offensive coordinator out of there. So, I mean, he's, he'll have a good offense. I think they're overall, they'll be a good team. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the, the conference is just so weak. You would think that they're in that top three. You're looking at really, in, in reality, it's probably Utah, Oregon, or, or USC sprinkling in there somewhere. You got to, they're really, they'll battle it out. Um, if, if USC is not, I, I'm not worried about Utah or, or Oregon. If USC right. can't somehow finish, you know, in the top three, or really make it at, at least like what do you think? You think five and four in the conference? I think six and three. Otherwise, it's kind of a bust. They have to be, they got to be winning games in this conference. Oh, I hell, mean, they're I expecting a it, full turnaround. Hell, I put it at six and two. I mean, if you look at that conference, yeah. go six and two. I mean, you got to start. I mean, it's yeah. one the first year. The question is two, and this you know, in the world of college football right now, there's there's no patience anywhere. Every team, every school thinks you know they should have you know you know four you know after four years if you're not winning a national title you gotta get rid of that guy. You need to build a culture, especially for how twisted it was for how many years where Clay Helton was potentially getting fired for the last five years. I, you know, at least build a culture. You gotta gotta let that guy build in his own players, especially with his own system. Each system is yep. different and won't match that guy. When they when they, when a guy comes in, he needs guys to figure out his system that will potentially make them the best player they can be. If, he, if they're patient, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll make it They'll make it happen. But the question is now, in the long haul, you know, USC is going to the Big Ten. I don't know how well they'll do in the Big Ten because it's a whole different style of football. You know, it's not the Correct. Big 12 where he was coming from where it's a pass-happy offense. It's not like the Pac-12 where you're, it's, it's a mix, but you're not coming out with an easier schedule. You know, my question is when they go up there, when it's, when it's October and November and it's snowing like crazy in East Lansing or in, in Ann Arbor, you know, what exactly is that going to look like? So, but this year in the Pac-12, they should be able to, to build that momentum for recruiting as it goes forward. 
And that's the thing. One, one last note I want to leave on that. You talk about the recruiting cycle. Uh, Lincoln Riley was given those keys to the Lamborghini, right? So Oklahoma had that established reputation. Players wanted to come to Oklahoma. Bob Stoops built that, right? So now USC, you look at them on paper, four and eight, three and six in the conference. You're not getting shit. No one wants to come there. Yeah, you got Lincoln Riley. You got Caleb Williams coming over. I mean, if I'm a if I'm a recruit, that's only that's only selling me halfway. I need yeah. to know like how are we going to win? What are you going to do to change the culture and actually produce wins for this program? Um, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Definitely one of the weaker conferences, and it's got to give a lot of teams a lot of hope. A team like Washington State had a successful year last year. Don't count them out. I know they lost a lot of players. Don't count them out. But that's the beauty of college football right there. So with that, moving right along, going into the Big 12 Conference, uh, we got one, two, three, four, eight, 12 teams in there. Uh, no divisions. Kind of weird. I do like the straight standings, though. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So last year, conference champions, Baylor, ba uh, Baylor Bears, I believe they beat Oklahoma State. Is that correct? Yeah beat Oklahoma State. That was also a great game. That yeah. was an outrageous game. There were a lot of good conference championship games last year. Yeah. Baylor Bear, 12-2 and two overall, 7-1 in the conference, wins the whole thing. Next up, Oklahoma State, 12-2, and 8-1 in the conference. Uh, you got some heavy hitters in this conference, man. Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, 7-2, 11-2 overall. Um, and then you kind of, after those three, you drop down into the next tier. You kind of got pretty much, besides Kansas, everybody else is right there in that middle pack you got iowa state kansas state texas west virginia and tcu and texas tech um this is one of the conferences where i don't see a lot of change from last year maybe oklahoma slides down a little bit but i i, I love their head coach that they got he he had to be the the greatest uh, yeah. acquisition or yeah. signing unbelievable my buddy who was a clemson fan was pissed when he uh when he he they lost him but i think he's he's going to slide in well for lincoln riley uh, obviously defensive mastermind which is something if he can bring half of his defensive wisdom to the big 12 and, and limit these offenses oklahoma is going to be competitive because there's they still have talent on that roster they can still put up points um and when they play at home you know you don't want to go in there and play that that 12th man is a problem so i uh I got the conference champ to be Baylor Bears. Um, we'll talk about it later. I got them getting to the college football playoff. I think this is another team similar to uh, Utah where I, I did not realize how good they were last year. Um, they were running the conference, man, 7-1, and one, kicking ass, taking names, uh, and they were punching people in the mouth. They looked like a juggernaut coming out of the Big 12, and I do think they're going to replicate that and win. Um Coach of the year, though, I will say is probably it's got to be Venables. I mean, he's going to come in there, and I think he's going to surprise some people. He may even exceed expectations. Don't be surprised if they win the conference, even with teams like Oklahoma State and Baylor. Don't be surprised if they come in and win the conference. Uh, West Virginia, got a little soft spot for them. As you know, Garrett College, close to Morgantown, West Virginia, so we hung out there and stuff. Yeah, I like that program. I like that school. Uh I don't know what they need, unfortunately. I can't speak on that. Uh, I don't know if it's a coach. I don't know if it's the whole system overhaul, um, but they haven't really been relevant in years. And it's kind of depressing because I do think the college football landscape is better when West Virginia is relevant. And one last thing I want to say, 
Texas, they might come back this year a little bit, uh, be a little bit more relevant. But until Arch Manning gets there, see you later. You're fucked. Yeah, I mean, you know, I look at that conference overall, and, and even to me, you know, I think Arch Manning might be a little bit hyped up too much. I looked at some of his game tape and some of his stats. Uh, I know Quinn, Quinn Ewers is going to be the starter there. Again, no experience. It'll be something to see. You know, good friend of mine, Brendan Marion's the uh, wide receiver coach down there in the past game coordinator. You know, so they'll improve in the wide receiver room for sure. I think Brendan Marion's a hell of a coach. I think he's a great guy as well. Um, when I look at that conference in general, it's really a three-team race, and that's Baylor, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. I think the rest of them are really middle of the pack. You got, you know, Oklahoma, Iowa State gets there. That was seven and six last year overall. Deep dive into the rest of it, you know, a number of them, you know, four or five of them were under 500 in their own conference, you know, and, and then under yep. 500 overall in the, their overall records. I think the Big 12 can be a little bit overrated as well, you know, especially with the, the soft schedule they had and the non-cons. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I think it's a three-team race. Um, I look at Oklahoma. I'd love to hire, you know, obviously Pitt beat Clemson last year, but that was mm-hmm. by far the best defense they faced. I mean, Brent Venables yeah. in Clemson, what Dabo Sweeney has built, you know, they are the top echelon. They are what people are chasing, you know, hit one the ACC, yeah. but, you know, but that's one year. Clemson has been that yeah. top dog. They've yes. followed, they kicked the shit out of Alabama, the national title game on the national stage. You know, they shut yeah. out Iowa State in the, you know, in the, in the final four. You just look at it. They're the top dog in the ACC. And then when I watch their defense consistently year in and year out, they're a pressure style defense. They know exactly who they are. They're tough. They're they're very physical. I think that's going to be the difference at Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. I personally think that Brent Venables is a better fit. I think the alumni like him a lot more. And if you remember, uh, you know Brent Venables was the defensive coordinator under Bob Stoops before he was hired away at Clemson. So you know, mm-hmm. overall, I mean, he's got plenty of alumni that love him. I mean, hell. The spring game was sold out. They've never, you know, they haven't done that at, at Oklahoma. So, yeah, you know, in my reality, I think it's going to be Oklahoma and Baylor that fight at the top. If I had to mm-hmm. choose a winner, I'm going with Baylor because I think, you know, Dave Aranda doesn't get enough credit for what he does. You know, Matt Rule came in there and really fixed it. Went from, you know, the, the, the scandal, everything they had going on. Yeah. There, you know, that yeah. was so, um, That was the stain. Yes, yeah. Yeah. He comes in and changes it immediately. And then Dave Aranda, a defensive coach that was hired away from LSU. I think when you look at that team overall, I think that that team is built from top to bottom. They didn't lose very much. Obviously, they'll bring in a different quarterback this year. I think they're better at the quarterback position. Um, so, in reality, I would take Baylor to win it until Oklahoma proves, you know, proves, especially with a first year coach. Um, but I would mm-hmm. take Oklahoma as number two because. One, you got Jeff Levy as the offensive coordinator there who just came over from Ole Miss. You know, he's, you know, Correct. Jeff's been great. We know Ole Miss can score points. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, old, he came from Ole Miss. And then before that, he was at UCF. So, and then on top of that, who do you have as a quarterback at UCF? Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel, son. Dylan Gabriel, that was my next point. They brought this kid over. And you know what? We're talking about building a culture. They're doing it. Okay. It, they, Venable's got a network. All right. He knows who he wants. He's going after it. And, like I said, do not be surprised if this Oklahoma team wins this fucking conference, man. Yeah. Uh, to your point, Oklahoma's got a chance to prove themselves. November 5th, Baylor's going to be coming into town. So we will definitely tune into that, and we will see what happens there. All right. Moving on to the next conference, we are going to do the Big Ten. 
which in my humble opinion, you probably will disagree with this, JJ, but I think this is the most entertaining conference to watch in all of college football. This shit, you can have, you know, a dog fight 20 to 16 or something like that, or you could have a 40 point shootout in this league. Um, it's, it's also, in my opinion, along with the ACC, we'll get into it. I believe they are one of the strongest conferences, top to bottom. I don't think there's that much of a drop-off between the top and the middle tier of these teams. Um, and you, uh, I mean, God, I, I have to tell you what, JJ, I hate Ohio State. You watch them play football. God, they know what they're doing, dude. They are a well-oiled machine over there. And, and Ryan Day... He's a hell of a coach. He yeah. he got them boys playing football, son. Okay, so let's get into it. Michigan won the conference last year. Beat Ohio, or no, I'm sorry, they beat uh, Iowa. Beat the shit out of Iowa, forty-two yeah. to three. That wasn't even a game. I remember that. That was ugly. Um, they went eight and won the conference, twelve and two overall. They do play at Ohio State on October 26th, so that is definitely something that they're going to be circling. Ohio State is definitely going to be circling that on their calendar as soon as it came out. Um, Ohio State, 8-1 and one in the conference, 11-2 and two overall, and I'll tell you, they are an offensive juggernaut. They got two Heisman candidates already, uh, betting favorites. You got C.J. Stroud leading the nation, and then you have uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, the wide receiver. He was the top dog last year, so you get Stroud and him back, Smith and Jigbo, I mean, they're not pros, but you look at something like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, when a quarterback has their guy that they can trust and they can throw the football to blindly, I mean, you better you better beat them and you better be playing until there's three zeros on the clock. You know what I mean? Because they can move the ball. They can strike a long score at any play. Um, and they have that chemistry. They know where each other is going to be. Stroud knows where Jackson's going to be. Jackson knows how to play the coverages. He's a great route runner. Um, I think this team is very scary, and I I think they're I think they're going to go all the way this year. We have Michigan State next. They lost. Uh, I don't know a lot about what they're getting or what they lost. I know they lost their Heisman finalist Walker. They're running yeah. back. He was a straight dog. When you lose someone like that, that is a big loss. However, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they did bring in somebody who could. Filled the, filled the role pretty pretty yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Berger out of Wisconsin. He let he ended up transferring out of there for whether there was off the field issues or something happened. But I think, you know, he's obviously he's a tremendous player, but they're all, Michigan State will still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's honestly that's the big dogs in the East Division. You got Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. Uh Penn State likes to hang around, you know, act like they're kind of there. And then, yeah. you know, they get their ass beat by Iowa or some stupid shit like that. And they fall yeah. off Maryland. Sorry about it. You guys aren't there. Rutgers trash, Indiana, Owen nine last year. I actually forgot they were playing football in the big 10. So, yeah. um, the West division, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here. Okay. And you can tell me what you think about it. Iowa, uh, along with Clemson last year was one of the worst ranked programs I have ever seen in my entire life. 10 and four, seven and two record in the conference. That does not reflect the kind of team they were. They were not a seven and two team. They were not a 10 and four team. I would put them closer to six and three, five and four, maybe uh, eight and 16. The West division, you look at it, you got Iowa, you have Minnesota, you have Wisconsin, you have Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern. So the bottom four there, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern, 
I personally am not worried about any of those programs if I'm Iowa. Uh, Wisconsin, we'll see. They haven't been as relevant as they would like to be, especially their fan base. They like to be relevant every year, leading the conference, playing for that conference title. Um, we'll see how they do this year. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get past Iowa. And don't sleep on Minnesota. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a culture and a coach who has developed a culture and a coach who has his guys playing to the death for him. Um, that's that's the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They went six and three last year in the conference, nine and four overall. And I would not be surprised to see them in the conference championship game this year. Yeah, so I think overall, you know, I would agree with you. I think it's entertaining the the Big Ten. Um, nobody in the in the West has a shot to beat anybody in the in the East Division. Um, you yeah. know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's got a great defensive coordinator in Jim Leonard. Um, you know, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. You know, he's going to be a head coach pretty soon here in the future, which is in a couple of years, or God forbid, even next year. You know, who knows? He might get a call from Nebraska because they're going to fire Scott Frost after this year, after that. Yeah, he ain't making it through the year, dude, I swear. <laughs> Poor he's, guy. Dude, he's lucky he got on that plane after losing at Dublin. But you look at that, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that, you know, you look at that West Division, you know, Northwestern's trash, Illinois' trash, you know, Indiana's trash, you know, Nebraska's trash. I think the only two teams in that in that division this year because Wisconsin did lose their starting quarterback, I think today or yesterday, to a season-ending injury, so they're going to they're going to struggle on offense. They're going to have to rely on their defense. It'll probably be between Minnesota and Iowa. I'm not sold on Minnesota. They struggled last year after having a good season. Um, I see Iowa winning that that side of the division, that side of the conference, because I don't think anybody can compete with them. You know, Kennedy Stadium's a hard place to play. You know, I expect them to do like an eight and four season. You know, they have those weird losses in there. They're nothing that's going to, you know, light the world on fire. Um, when it comes to the to the East Division, um, it's between, I, in my personal opinion, I think it's between Ohio State and Michigan again. I think Michigan Michigan State will compete. Um, they brought in, you know, Jalen Berger, the running back from Wisconsin, whatever issues he had over there. He wanted out. He goes to Michigan State. So they bring in another guy, a plug-and-play guy. One of the guys they brought in, um, defensive end out of Florida, Stud, stud player after, you know, obviously Florida's bringing in a new, um, a new head coach at Billy Napier, but I think they got a great, I think they got a good roster. They still got Jalen Reed on the outside. Um, you know, Thorne, he's a question mark quarterback. I don't think he's elite. I think at times he struggled last year and that's why they ran the ball so much. Don't get me wrong. Kenneth Walker, you know, he was a potential. Was at, that's at Michigan state. Thorne's at uh, Michigan state. Yeah. Correct? I'm sorry. Michigan okay. state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at Michigan State as having a, the potential there. Um, Michigan's in a quarterback battle that, you know, their first two teams they face are trash. So they're going to have two different quarterbacks, J.J. McCarthy, playing the first game. And then they'll have, uh, I'm blanking on his name, he'll be starting in the second game. Um, he'll be starting the second game and they'll figure out who the starter is. Um, Penn State, I don't, you know, people are, are up on them. Um, they got to prove it first. You know, the last, you know, the last what? two is it two years they've been 11 and 12 i mean you know for a guy 11 and 2 or yeah. you mean 11 and 12 overall yeah overall yeah, yeah. you know you look yeah. at penn state you know they've struggled the past really two years um you know they, they signed james franklin that long-term contract even around here especially in you know western pennsylvania and, and pennsylvania in general the question is why is that guy getting a raise 
after you know eleven and twelve after two years is what mediocrity. Two and ten against you know top ten ranked opponents, uh, losing mm-hmm. record against Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. Um, you know, yeah. until it proves it, I'm, I'm not really too concerned about that. So I think really it's a two, it's a really a, a two or three man race on that side. Um, you know, even on that side, you know, Rutgers is you know horrendous. You know, the, I you know hopefully they get better, yeah. at but that's really pushing it. Overall, I look at it as a three team race between Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. Um, I think Michigan and Michigan State will stay around each other, uh, but Ohio State's elite this year. They bring back too much. I think it won't even be close. Um, I personally think they run the table. I think Ohio State's going to absolutely throttle Notre Dame. Um, they're the number five. You can't be the number five team in the country. Absolutely. How are you a, a, a what a seventeen and a half point underdog when you're the fifth ranked team in the country facing Ohio State? Unreal, right? It yeah, makes you so scratch your head, they're, dude. They're, they're overrated like every year. I think Freeman's going to be a hell of a. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have any outside weapons. You know, they're, yeah. they're off the lines transitioning. They still have a couple of tight ends. Um, but overall, I think Ohio State will win that with ease. Um, I, I think it's going to be I, – I think it's Ohio State all the way. I'm, I'm not too concerned about them. And I think that because they have you know, two potential Heisman candidates, um, that will be interesting to see between Stroud and, uh, and, and Jigba, which will be a, yeah. a, good, a good one-two punch, especially on the outside. Yeah, we'll see. But I think it's Ohio State all the way. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, not much more discussion to have here. Ohio State, I got them. I mean, I'll take them over Minnesota. Uh, I do believe Minnesota is going to get over that hump and win the West Division. Uh, and then Ohio State is going to let them know who daddy is. Okay. Yeah. Next conference, two more. Okay, everybody stick with us. Get a water. Get up. Take a lap. Get the blood flowing. Do what you got to do. We are going to move right on to the SEC. Uh, some people regard it as the best conference in college football. Depends who you ask, whatever. I don't know. Here we go. Uh, also, definitely up there with the Big Ten. Extremely, extremely entertaining conference to watch. Okay. Uh, these fans, they are as passionate as any fan base in the country. I don't care if it's Mississippi State. I don't care if it's LSU who went three and five, Auburn who went three and five. They're packing stadiums. They're getting hammered at the tailgates and they're showing out every Saturday. So nothing in the SEC is ever given. I don't care if you're Georgia. I don't care if you're Alabama. You have to go in there and you have to play for 60 minutes. You got to win and take care of your business. Uh, Georgia was an absolute juggernaut last year, eight and oh in the conference beat the shit out of Alabama, 14-1 and overall. They were the national champion. In their division, though, I will say, extremely weak. Second-best team is Kentucky. It might be Tennessee this year. Last year, it was Kentucky, and and they really are not even close to Georgia. So I expect Georgia to run that table again. We will see them in the conference championship. Um, I don't think they're going to win it. I think Bama is going to get a little bit of revenge. I do think Alabama is going to take them down this year. Um I just want to talk about Tennessee and Florida real quick in that division. Those are two programs that you expect to be relevant year in and year out. They have the brand name, especially UF. Um, UF went two and six in the conference last year. I, I don't really know what else to say other than I know that they have resources available at that program. If I'm a booster, if I'm an alumni, two and six is unheard of. I don't want to see that shit ever again at uf so 
they got issues to deal with. Um, I know they've had shaky quarterback play. Usually their defense is pretty good, but and they do have skill players. But when you don't have a solid quarterback to get them the football, skill players don't really matter. They can't get the football in open space. They can't do what they have to do after the catch. It, it none of that even matters. Um, so I would like to see if they can bounce back a little bit this year. I uh, I actually I think something like they've won sixteen out of the past seventeen matchups against Tennessee. That little rivalry they got. I expect Tennessee to beat them this year. Um, I don't know where the game is played. I don't really care. I think Tennessee is going to beat them. Uh, I think they have a little bit more fire underneath them, and Florida is trending in the wrong direction for me. So if we move on to the West quickly, Alabama, I mean, yeah, they didn't win it last year, and people will argue they shouldn't even have been in the college football playoff this that they lost. They had two losses, 13-2. and two. Shut that shit up right now, okay? I, I hate to say it, but when you are as dominant and you have built a dynasty like Alabama has, what you did do the year before and the year before that, it does matter, right? They have been running this college football game since I can remember, since I started following this shit. Like, they are top dog. No one is beating them. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia knocked them off uh, last year. But to me, in my eyes, it's Alabama's conference again. You got to do it again. And it's the same thing similar to Clemson. Clemson had an off year last year. Um, I expect them to bounce back. You're going to have to knock those guys off the, the perch again in order to really take the conference away from them. They got Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Auburn, and LSU. So their division is an absolute gauntlet. Uh, I hate their schedule. They could lose any one of those games. I really believe it, especially if they're on the road at any of those stadiums. They could easily lose those games. Um, but I expect, you know, Saban is one of the best in the country at getting his boys ready to play. They they map out a game plan, and those boys are ready to execute pretty much every single every single week, week in and week out. And when they don't, they lose. You can see that um, against Texas A&M. They had a few blunders uh, in the second and third quarter against, against Texas A&M that game. And it, it cost them. And again, they were in Texas A&M. Uh, they were in College Station. So that doesn't help. Um, but I do expect them to run their division in the West. They're going to win it. They're going to face Georgia in the championship. And they're going to beat Georgia. And they'll go to the college football playoff. It is their division to lose. I expect the bottom teams to stay there, like Auburn, LSU. I do expect them to stay there. I think Texas A&M might jump all the way up, be the number two seed in that West division. I think they will give them a scare, a run for their money again. Uh, but ultimately, I do think Alabama will will take it over. So, yeah, that's my prediction. I got Bama over Georgia. Take it away, JJ. What you got? Yeah, so I think, you know, one, the SEC is the best conference of all the Power Five. Um, you know, of course, like every other conference, they have the, the, the dog shit teams, Mississippi State, Florida has been horrendous these past couple of years. Um, South Carolina's ass. Yeah. But, you know, they could trend up, but they have to prove it. Missouri's horrible. Um, you know, but overall, when you look at it, the way the way that I see it is, is a really uh, a four team race, if I had to put it on there and potentially five. And you'll see why. Um, you know, I think it's really between Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Georgia obviously lost a lot. Um, they have to replace a lot. You know, luckily Stetson Bennett still comes back at quarterback. I think that's a major benefit. Uh, if you don't have a quarterback, you can't do anything. So the fact that they have their quarterback back, Bryce Young's coming back for Alabama, that's big. I, I potentially think the dark horses in the division, in the conference overall, would be uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. I think those are the three teams that compete for it. 
um, you know, Jimbo Fisher needs to prove something. You know, you know, he's, he's yeah. got that big contract. You know, he, he paid for, you know, like anybody else in the SEC, he paid for all these five stars. Um, you know, but what it comes down to is, yeah, you know, I don't want to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on real quick. I don't want to hear all these coaches bickering back and forth about, oh, you pay for players, this and that. Shut the hell up. You yeah. all are doing the same shit, whether it's yeah. at one level or not or another, you're doing the same exact thing. So really, if you want to, if you want to do this, we could do it all night. Every yeah. coach, every program doing the same thing with this, with this uh, NIL shit. So I don't want to hear about that. He sounded like a whining crybaby, like he got beat in recruiting. Like, dude, recruit better, okay? Offer more money. I don't know what to tell you. Just stop bitching about it and get the guys you want. Yeah, he's uh, and, and Saban's upset because now it's now it's an even playing field for a lot of these other teams. Um, because it's, I mean, you know, I don't, I love players getting paid. You know, hell, we were in college. It'd been nice if we were able to get paid. You know, hell, you know, we were mm-hmm. our poor. Um, but you know, don't be tampering. If a guy's on a team, don't be doing the side, the side shit where you, know, you have boosters reaching out and say, Hey, hit the portal. You know, that kind of stuff happened with Pitt. And then, you know, two days before the portal closes, you know, Jordan Addison had, you know, I already knew that he was being offered three and a half million from USC, you know, pick counters two and a half million. You know, how, how are we, you know, they said, well, it's like the NFL. No, it's not. And the NFL, if a guy's under contract on a team, he's not going anywhere. I don't care what you negotiate. It's a contract. It's a yeah. contract. He's living out that Correct. contract. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to go in the portal, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hear that you're being offered a certain amount of money to go somewhere else on your team. That's a whole other story. But mm-hmm. it, it's even playing field now where it's like, you know, you know, hey, he got beat because now they're really using boosters and paying now. Um, but overall, it's really a two-team race, I think. You know, Texas a needs to prove something before I anoint them in that group. Um, I think Sam Pitt is a hell of a coach in Arkansas. That's a perfect coach yeah. down there. I love what he's building. I think Arkansas actually, in years to come, this is a hot take, but I actually see Arkansas winning the SEC in the next five years. That's a hot take, but I really do. I think Sam Pittman's a perfect guy for that job. He's he's tough as nails. The, the guys play for him. I've heard nothing but great things down there. I've got I'm high on him. I'm I'm kind of becoming like an Arkansas Razorback fan because of who he is. And then you have, yeah. uh, you know, Josh Heupel at Tennessee. He's got, you know, uh, Hooker back this year. Obviously, I've done, I've looked a lot of tape on them. Um, you know, Pitt beat them last year down in uh, Neyland Stadium, but I think another year mm-hmm. that's going to make them a dark horse this year. The questions revolving around them, they, they still got to fix their defense. You know, they still lost thirty-five guys to the portal. You know, two years ago, you know, there's a lot of questions still revolving around that. But they got a quarterback. You got a quarterback. You know, they've got some wide receivers. They got some weapons down there. Um, I think their their offensive line plays got to be better. Uh, can they run the football? There's a lot of questions revolving around that, but I think you're just a you know they're a high tempo team, high up tempo team, good matchup against. Yeah. Um, that's why you know when I, when I did a lot of, did a lot of tape and a lot of review on them, I think they could be a dark horse. Do I think they win yeah. nine games here? No, I don't think they do. I think they go eight and four. Um, but if they get that, if they can squeak out a couple of those wins, who knows? But I think eight and four right. is worth that. Uh, overall. I'm and that would be a, that would be an improvement from last year. That would oh, be an improvement from last year. Improving, you know. So I right. think that's why, but I got Alabama winning that conference. I think Bryce Young's still there. You know, he's he's the main factor again. Quarterback. I think their offensive line play is going to be fantastic. You know, they're they're they reloaded. They called it a reload or a re, you know, Saban called it a reload last year. And they what went eleven and one. You know, ten and two. Yeah. <laughs> but ten and two last year. I mean, hell, if that's a rebuild, and they're going to be fine this year. So I'll take Alabama. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M going to Tus- Tuscaloosa October 8th. We're going to see those cats fight it out. That is going to be a doozy of a game, man. Let me tell you, the ESPN, the media is going to be hyping that shit up all week. Fans are going to be going bonkers. That place is going to be rocking, let me tell you. Uh, I'm excited for that. So let's get to our last conference. So last conference, best conference, right? Yeah. Oh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> we got the ACC. Uh, again, you know what, man? I keep saying it, so I'm going to say it again. This is a fucking entertaining conference too, man. You got teams that you think are good and they fall out, and you got teams that you don't think are going to be there, and then they make a charge in October, November, going towards the playoffs this league. And I'll tell you what, first thing about this league, offensively, they do not get the credit they deserve. They, top to bottom, number one to 12, or whatever, however many teams they got, I will take them. You got teams like UNC, NC State, Florida State, Clemson, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami even. These teams are solid teams. They can put up 30 points, right? And these are teams, UNC, you look at UNC, three and five in the conference, six and seven, that's under 500 team. They're tops in the nations in a lot of offensive categories, receiving yards, rushing yards, passing yards per game points per game so obviously that tells you the defense is lacking but this conference they can light it up they can light the scoreboard up man yeah man i you know I, to me this is the third best conference in, in the power five i think it's a lot close i think sec stands alone um i think that i think really the big 10 and the acc are a lot closer than what people think um uh-huh. and the, i changed my opinion on that a lot was when Pitt faced michigan state in the bowl game and, you know, we're playing with our third string quarterback and in the fourth quarter, we're still winning. You know, if, if yep. you know, Patty plays that game, you know, you know, I think Pitt wins, you know, if he stays in that game and doesn't get hurt. And obviously we didn't have Kenny pick in that game. Michigan state didn't have Kenneth Walker. It's a big thing, but you know, Narduzzi is known right. for stopping the run. They're one of the best teams in the nation stopping the run. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to the ACC, I look at it, it in reality being a four team race this year. Um, you know, I got Clemson being in there. You know, DJ, I've got a lot of questions about him. I don't know how he'll perform, um, but I have – I really have Clemson as the best – one of the best defenses in the country. I think their defensive line is number one. Um, the second best defensive line is going to be Pitt, you know, because of the NFL talent that they got there in the All-Americans. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at you look at the uh, East Division, I've got – which is the last year of divisions in the ACC, which will be awesome, create a one – creating one comp, really one division, it'll be great. It's not going to change who wins the division and whatnot. If they did the numbers, it was really the same. But it'll be good as to face other teams. Um, you know, you, you look at this conference overall, it's a quarterback-driven conference. You've got Brennan Armstrong. You've got Phil Dracovic, you know, Brennan Armstrong at Virginia, Phil Dracovic at Boston College. I think Keaton Slovis you know, played play really well this year at Pitt. You've got uh, Sam Hartman, you know, before he was out in the, uh, indefinitely at Wake Forest. Um, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, I think he may actually be the one or two guy with, you know, at Miami. Miami's always got talent, what, but can they bring it together? It's going to be different. I think yeah. Mario, Mario Cristobal brings a different asset, I think. He, he is a guy that's going to preach toughness. And I think that's like, for instance, I got rid of the turnover, the, the bullshit turnover chain. You know, I think he, he brings a level of just, hey, we're done with the bullshit. Let's play football. And I think that yeah. you're going to see, you know, I think Miami really is going to go nine and three, ten and two this year. You know, I, I think they're going to be a hell of a team because of the different guys they have there. 
The only question is, can they drop below that? Is because you know you're looking at two different coordinators that were there last year, completely different offenses. And you know, Josh Gaddis come from Michigan. You looked at that offense last year. That wasn't like the spread that you saw um, the previous offensive coordinator Miami had, where now he's the head coach at SMU. You know, I, I think he was a phenomenal offensive coordinator. I think he's going to be a stud at SMU. Um, but there's going to be a lot of questions there. So I think it's a really a four-team race, two teams on each side. I would have said three on the east, uh, on the west side because of uh, Wake Forest, but with Sam Hartman being the out. Atlantic, rather. Yeah, the Atlantic Division. Yeah, the Atlantic Division. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, Atlantic and the Coastal. I still think Clemson wins it. I think it'll be a lot closer because of NC State. That's the team that can- Yeah, don't sleep. I'm I'm high on that, that Wolfpack, yep. man. I really Dem- am. Devin O'Leary, another quarterback that's going to be really, really good this year. I think people – I think he actually could potentially be in the Heisman race this year. Um, yeah. You, you look at him. You know, so in reality, I've, I've got this year um, – you know, Pitt doesn't face Clemson this year. I know Pitt beat Clemson last year, but they don't face him this year. Miami does. I'm going to take right. Pitt that side of the coastal to win because of that game could be the deciding game. Um, it's going to be tight. It's, it's going to be either Pitt or Miami, in my opinion. I think everybody yeah. else is really fighting. I believe know? that that division is is pretty clear. You got Pitt and Miami. If Miami can put it together, they give Pitt a run for their money. Yeah. Otherwise, it's Pitt's, it's Pitt's table to run, man. We'll see him back in the conference championship game for sure. Yeah, I, I think that if they really let Miami open it up, and you, you really go with 50-50, and you, you, you do a balanced offense, I think that Miami can be really, really good again. You know, um, you know one... Cristobal, Cristobal's alumni, right? Yeah. Oh, brother, he won a national, yeah. champ, a national championship there. He's an offensive lineman. The guy was a freak. Mm. I mean, he was a hell of an athlete. And the fact he was that good there, but he also, he is well-known for his recruiting in Florida. You know? Yes. Pitt has Charlie Partridge, the defensive line coach, who really recruits well. You know, Kalijah Kant is a, a, uh, an All-American. He's from Florida. You've got a bunch of guys like, for instance, Baldonado is a defensive end. He's from, you know, originally from Rome, Italy, but he played at Clearwater. You know, he had a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal job there. You know, you have Brandon Hill, who's a, you know, he's a free safety. Uh, you know, he did a phenomenal job there. I think the the, the biggest thing is it's going to come down to those four teams. I think you're just so good. I think it's going to be a great year for those, really, those four teams. I'll take. Uh, Pitt and Clemson and the title game. And, you know, I'm going to take Clemson in the, in the title game to win the ACC. Um, you know, I just, I think for their defense, the only question I have, if Pitt's offense plays lights out with a new, you know, yeah. new coordinator, I think he did a phenomenal job when he was here before Hanks is a second, his second stint here because he was under Dave Wanstead. Um, in my opinion, I think that they're going to do great, but there's still a question mark. The same thing, you know, the same thing goes for Clemson, but I just think that their their defense will be really, really good. Um, I'll take Clemson to win the ACC. Yeah. Uh, not not that we got a lot of group thing going on here, but uh, I, I would agree. I'll take Clemson out of that Atlantic division. Uh, Wake Forest will be good again. NC State is going to challenge Clemson. I believe that. Uh, Clemson is going to have to come play ball. DJ, whatever, Ugalele, whatever the hell his name is, yeah. is, is coming back, right? That dude, holy shit. Oh, my God. I could not imagine being a Clemson fan watching that man play football last year, I swear. Like, I felt for my buddy who is a Clemson fan. I was yeah. like, dude, I don't know what the hell you guys think you got in this dude, but he he was – oh, he, he definitely needs to take it. He needs to come back. 
we watched he him needs live. to come back and take a step forward. He was running around like crazy. When he got pressured, he, he stopped looking to throw it. That was the only thing that was really noticeable when he was at Heinz Field was, you know, you noticed that immediately when there was pressure, he had major issues. You know, whether mm-hmm. he correct that, I don't know. I just have a lot of confidence in Clemson's defense, and I think Will Shipley at yep. running back, they're going to rely on him a lot to run the football. So we'll see I what happens. I would agree. That tends to happen when your quarterback play is shaky and you got a guy in the backfield who's, who's a dog. You let him work, give him the football, let him do what he does, and then you don't have to worry about it. Kind of like, kind of like Mac Jones in New England. You know, he's just a game manager. Let him manage the game. Let him not lose the game for you, and let your studs do the the the, the brunt of the work, the brunt of the heavy lifting. Right. So I got Clemson in the championship. I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. Uh, like you said, Miami. They this could be the year that they do it. Uh, but I I think being that Pitt had such a successful year last year, I was all in on Pitt. Uh, I loved watching them play. Kenny Pickett was amazing. Uh, um, I think they're going to run it back. Give me Clemson as well over Pitt in the championship game. I do believe Clemson's coming back. I think they are going to return to that that national championship contender status. Uh, look, Dabo Sweeney's not a fucking loser. Okay, he yeah. don't do that. He don't do that fucking ten and three, six and three bullshit. Right? He's not here for participation trophies. He's here to win this fucking championship. Okay, and Clemson fans know that more than anybody. So he's chomping at the bit. I hope DJ is chomping at the bit to prove to the fan base and the rest of the country that he is, you know, he can lead a, a top tier, a top tier team to a championship. Um, I do think they come back right now. Kind of shocking. They're they got the fourth best odds uh, in Vegas to win the whole thing. You got Alabama number one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four. There's your typical four teams, right? The past few years in the college football playoff, you got Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then third one is filling in. We'll see what happens, man. It's going to be a, an absolutely crazy year. Um, a lot of upsets going to happen. So that's going to wrap up our preview of all the conferences. And before we end the episode, let's just talk about our Heisman and college football playoff picks first. So, JJ, you want to go first with your college football playoff? Go ahead. Yes, I think for the college football playoff, I'm going to go Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia and Clemson. I think those would be my those would be my four. I just I think if 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 Georgia, even though they're losing a lot, I think if their if their only loss is to you know Alabama in the in the title game, or even possibly you know technically a second loss, it's in the SEC, a high level SEC team. It can't be a it can't be a chump. It's got to be high level. Um, I think right. you'll see SEC teams in there. I think Ohio State has a hell of a year. And then I think you know Clemson returns back to what they are. Uh, maybe not the maybe not their offense yet, depending upon how DJ plays. Um, but those are my four. And, and if, if by some chance that the second SEC team doesn't get in there, I would really think about Baylor. But I think that uh, I'm going to go Alabama, Alabama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, and Clemson four. Okay, so that means you got Alabama playing Clemson, Ohio State playing Georgia. How do you see that shaking out? So. I'm going to have Alabama beating Clemson, and then I'm going to have uh, Ohio State beating Georgia. It comes down to it all. I'm still going to go Alabama. I, I just, I Ohio State needs to big the Big Ten needs to prove that they can they can close things out. And I just because after last year, you know, Michigan, you know, beat up on Ohio State pretty bad. Um, I think Ohio State would be better this year, but then you know, Michigan faced Georgia and they got absolutely throttled. I think they're going to be throttled against Alabama too. So. We'll, we'll see, but I think Alabama wins it all this year. Against yeah, not bad. I mean, 
people might say that's an easy pick, but listen, man, this is Alabama's show. They're top dog. Yeah. I don't care. Georgia, you're still coming after Alabama. This is this is their show. They run it. Saban runs it. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be probably until he retires. So you better get used to it or figure it the fuck out how you're going to compete with them. Um, so my four is a little similar, a little different. Uh, I got Bama in there. I got Ohio State in there. I think those two are the mortal locks of the season. I think you could lock those in right now for those two teams to make the college football playoff. Um, I think those are as mortal as it gets for this season. Uh, you're looking at, like we talked about, Ohio State going to run that table, uh, definitely in their division. When they get to the conference championship game, I really don't expect them to lose. I expect them to cruise through the season, barring any major injury to any of their players. I expect them to cruise and get there. Alabama's going to cruise and get there. The last two teams I have might be a surprise. I got Baylor coming out of the Big 12 as the Big 12 champion. Uh, and then I also have OK State. So rather than have two teams come out of the SEC, I do think the, the Big 12 is going to be a little bit more quality this year. Um, I do think the bottom level of that conference is going to be elevated a little bit. Maybe not Texas Tech and Kansas, but the other teams, I do think they're going to play up a little bit. Also, uh, to that point, I think the top teams, maybe Oklahoma might regress a little bit and come back down to the middle. So I do think that conference is going to be pretty close. And I could see... And I could see, you know, both one loss Oklahoma State Baylor team getting into that that college football playoff. I think they both were close last year. Obviously, you can only have one winner. Um, but I think they crack it and they get into the college football playoff this year. I think the Big 12 is a little bit slept on. Um, and they have they have some quality programs down there. Okay. So with that, I'm gonna take Alabama to get to the national championship game. And I'm gonna take Ohio State. Uh look best two teams in the country, best two programs in the country. They are going to, they're on a collision course right now. If nobody stops them. And I'm going to tell you why I'm taking Ohio state over Bama. And it's for one reason. Ooh. Offensively, defense, defensively, Bama might have the edge. I'm pretty sure they do have the edge on Ohio state offensively. Ohio state probably has the edge. So to me, those two, we can kind of cancel them out. What it's going to come down to is special teams play in that game if they do get to that national championship game and special teams play was the reason that Bama lost Texas A&M in that game. So I'm not saying they're going to have poor special teams play in that game like they did against Texas A&M, but you can't forget about all three phases of the football game when you're playing. And a lot of times if you forget about one phase, special teams, you don't pay attention. You make a careless mistake. You lose the game. Uh, I could see that biting them again, right in their ass. Um, and OSU can can capitalize on that. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. Alabama, your odds right now, plus 175 to win the whole thing. Ohio State, number two at plus 300. Uh, Georgia is plus 400, and Clemson is plus 1,000. So, I mean, honestly, I look at the Alabama line, plus 175. It's only going to get lower as they start winning these games, right? The first few yeah. weeks are bullshit. They're going to win those games. That number's only getting lower. It ain't getting any higher. So if you like Bama, you take that shit right now for real little gear shifts. Let's talk Heisman. Um, a lot of great players in the, in the country. Now, obviously a lot of them are offensive players, but I'm going to get right into my pick who I think it is. And it, it is an obvious pick. I don't really care, uh, but it's CJ Stroud quarterback, Ohio state, that kid, he can throw the football around the yard, man. 
Uh, he, he's got a hell of an arm. He's, he can throw an accurate deep ball. He finds his receivers. Um, you know, he puts the ball where it needs to be for them. And I think he's a great leader. I think he's more of a lead by example type guy. I don't know that he's getting vocal with them in the locker room. Uh, but I think he's a quarterback that you can rally around. Um, I think he's someone who can prove that he can battle in competitive games like that game in Oregon. They were battling that entire time at home. Um, I expect him to put up monster numbers this year, kind of like Bryce Young last year. Uh, but I expect him to to win the Heisman this year and take it home in OSU to be the national champion as well. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, an underdog here just to try to see if it happens because I know he's gonna have a hell of a year. I'm gonna go Devin O'Leary. Yeah quarterback at NC State. I think, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about it, dude, because we're choosing Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, people getting fucking bored. Tell me about Mr. O'Leary. Yeah. Tell me. See, I think he's, you know, he's going to have a hell of a year, I think. He's got plenty of potential. I think he's made that step. Tim Beck, the offensive coordinator, even talked about it in the uh, in the preseason, talking about how well he was doing in camp. Had a hell of a, a, hell of a year last year. I really think he turns it on. You know, obviously, I don't have them winning the, the conference, but they just still went nine, ten games in that, you know, in that conference, especially on that side. Still have a hell of a year. Um, you know, you saw Kenny Pickett have a Heisman final this year. Um, you know, he's going to have a hell of a year. I think there's going to be some people who surprise us. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> one last thing I wanted to mention. I forgot to mention it. We were talking about the ACC conference. Maybe we can talk about it real quick just for the people at home because I know we got a lot of Florida State people listening to this podcast. What the fuck is good in Tallahassee, man? Can you shed any light on what's going on down there? So, you know, they need to be patient. One, um, do I think Norvell's the guy? No. Um, I've talked about this. Uh, I've talked about this before. You know, in my opinion, I think that for that team to get good again, I would hire Deion Sanders. I think he's done a hell of a job. <laughs> you know, I think he could be a great guy. Um, we'll see how well they do this year, but it just comes down to just you've got to quit firing guys after 40 years or after five years. Give them time. They need to build that. Not place even. Up. Yeah. Not I mean, even that that long. Yeah. they got to give them time, man. you got to build a culture. You can't keep – once you once you fire a guy, it's, you're on the clock again for another four or five years. Yeah. You, you reset that. Stop. Yeah. you yeah. got to stop. I mean, Pitt was eight like when Narduzzi got here he had those eight those back back eight four seasons then he went seven and five then in that fourth mm-hmm. year he went five and seven everyone's like oh toss and get rid of him what happens the next year he goes to, he wins the coastal division the next year he still goes so it was eight and four and then this past year he goes to the AC championship game again and wins it has 11 and three season just you gotta be patient now he's built that roster yeah. where we're expecting that nine ten eleven win season again you gotta be patient and what happens when you do that, JJ? You have winning seasons. What happens? You get national attention. Recruits want to come play for yep. you. Okay. And that's how you start to build it. Okay. That's look, you're not going to be Alabama. Okay. And even Georgia, you're not on Alabama's level when it comes to reloading your recruits. Okay. There is a cycle to this. You are going to get to the top and you're going to come back to the bottom and you're going to have to rebuild it. Right. Alabama has built such a dynasty where they get whoever they want. Really, and that's why Saban was so pissed when he lost players to to A and M. I get it, but they get who they want because of the reputation they have built. And like you're saying, Florida State since the Winston era, they have lost that swagger. No one really wants to play there. Uh, I I I could imagine teams choosing Miami, even UCF 
over FSU at this stage of the game. Um, so they definitely have some work to do. I just wanted to mention that for all the Florida State fans that we have listening. Um, sorry about your pain. Uh, I wish you guys were better. I, I do think that college football is better when UF and FSU are relevant. But unfortunately, both of those teams are dog shit. So that's all I have to say about that. JJ, listen, man, this was really fun. I had a great time doing this. It was great talking with you. I think you brought great insight that I could I could not do it by myself. So that's why I'm doing this. Uh, thank you for coming on, giving me your time, 10 o'clock at night. Um, so that's going to conclude episode two, guys. We're all done here. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Talking Balls Pod. Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Like, comment, share. Tell me what sucks. Tell me what's good. Let me know how we're doing. Um, let me know what topics you want me to speak about. Uh, we'll do anything. We want to listen to you guys. Do what you guys want to hear. Um, and that's it. Next uh, next episode, you guys can look forward to. We got the NFL season coming up. I'm going to have another uh, guest come on. And we're going to flesh out pretty much the same way we did here with the Power 5 Conference. We're going to go ahead and do that with the NFL as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to it, man. This pod is rolling. Like I said, I want to thank everyone again for the support after the drop of episode one. Uh, you guys are amazing. I didn't think everyone would be, you know, giving me all this positive feedback, but it's great. It's motivating. Um, and again, we're taking this fucking podcast to the moon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing this because I enjoy speaking about sports. Look, we've been talking for probably a solid hour right now and I could keep going and dude, I love this shit. I don't get paid to do it. I don't want to get paid to do it. I just want to tell people what I'm thinking and I want to bring people like you who are passionate, who know what the fuck they're talking about and offer a different perspective on these, these, uh, these sports and these issues. So thank you guys. And thank you, JJ. We're signing off this time. See you next time. See you. I'm